2: The Bible isn't a book of rules, or even a book of heroes. The Bible is most of all a story. It's an adventure story about a young hero who comes from a far country to win back his lost treasure. It's a love story about a brave prince who leaves his palace, his throne, everything, to rescue the ones he loves. It is the most wonderful of fairy tales that has come true in real life. You see, the best part of this story is, it's true. There are lots of stories in the Bible, but all of the stories together are telling one big story. The story of how God loves his children and comes to rescue them. It takes the whole Bible to tell the story, and at the center of the story, there's a baby. Every story in the Bible whispers his name. He is like the missing piece in a puzzle, the piece that makes all the other pieces fit together. And when that piece is put in, you can see a beautiful picture.
3: Gather round, ye children, come, listen to the old, old story. Of the power of death undone, of an infant born of glory, Son of God, Son of Man. Gather around, remember now how creation held its breath. How it let out a sigh, filled up the sky with the angels, son of God, son of man. So sing out with joy of the brave little boy, who was God but he made himself nothing. And He gave up His pride And He came here to die like a man Therefore God exalted Him To the place of highest praises And He gave Him a name above every name that the very name of Jesus, Son of God. He would sing out with joy for the brave little boy who was God, but he made himself nothing. Well, he gave up his pride, and he came here and die like a man. So in heaven and earth and below, Every tongue would proclaim that Jesus, he reigns with the angel. So sing out with joy for the brave little boy who was God, but he made himself nothing. Well, he gave up his pride and he came here to die like a man. Gather around ye children, come. Listen to the old, old story of the power of death undone, of an infant born of glory, Son of God, Son of Man.
2: About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth all the way up to Bethlehem in Judah, which was David's town. the census. Because he was a descendant of David, he had to go to Bethlehem. Joseph went with Mary, his fiancee, who was pregnant.
4: he decreed, the census should be taken of the Roman will you see, so everyone packed up and headed back to their hometowns, and Joseph up from pregnancy began to show Joseph was the noblest of men, with a woman on a donkey on their way to Bethlehem. And I wonder whether either was aware enough that day, to know the child would bring a kingdom and the old would come to pass. It came to pass that Joseph was the noblest of men With the woman on a donkey on their way To Bethlehem
2: Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem, and the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. <laughs>
0: It's town
2: sheep herders camping in the neighborhood, and they had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angel stood among them, and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. But the angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event. That is meant for everybody worldwide.
0: While shepherds watch their flocks by. to
2: In David's town, a Savior who is Messiah and Master. This is what you are to look for. A baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights and peace to all men and women on earth who please him.
1: Pretty awesome when we get together in the name of Christ, huh? So I, um, I want to start out just by asking a simple question tonight to each person here. And the question is, where is your joy meter at tonight? Okay. So it may be full. You may be full of joy. And then you might come in here tonight, and you may be, your meter might be at halfway. And you might have gone shopping today, so you're depleted of joy, right? <laughs> the reality is that we all come in with with different placements in our life. And what I have found about the Christmas story is that teach it, it it teaches us that true joy is experienced. When Jesus is overflowing in you, true joy comes when Jesus is overflowing in you and so we, we we hear the story about Christmas and we think about Joseph and and Mary and the angels and the shepherds and We know from reading the Bible that they were filled with joy because they touched this baby, because they saw him. But what about us? What about us? We haven't touched him. We haven't seen him. Is that joy still available for us? Is that joy still available for us? I would say sure it is. In fact, the Bible tells us, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your soul. And so we look at that and we, we begin to grab a hold that faith in Jesus opens up our hearts to the king. And not only the king, but the king of joy. In fact, the, the, the great Christian Christian, uh, him goes like this joy to the world the lord has come let earth receive her king let every heart prepare him room my question to you is is there room in your heart for god tonight is there room for jesus Because in this world, I I don't know about you, but from my perspective, in this world, there are a lot of joy robbers. There are a lot of things that come into my life that try to steal my joy. So I, I thought about that this week, and there were four things that came to my mind that are joy robbers. And the first thing is that when you have this false notion that God wants me to be happy, it can steal your joy. Pastor, what are you talking about? What do you mean? How is that a false notion? When you really think about how important it is that God is not as interested in our happiness as he is interested in our holiness It will change your life. The Bible says, you must be holy because I am holy. That's God talking to his people. He says, you must be holy because I am holy. See, the problem with happiness is it can lead us to justify things that are really not good for us. Happiness for the sake of happiness can lead us to make choices that are contrary to God. And can lead us to make choices that will actually make us miserable. We justify it by, belie- by believing the lie that we say to ourselves, God just wants me to be happy. I want to do this because God just wants me to be happy. Notice, that I-, I was just really grabbing hold of this. Notice when we sing the songs of Christmas, it doesn't say, oh, happy night. It says, Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining in the night of our Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error, pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Not until The Savior comes into our lives. Do we feel worth in our soul? Outside of God, outside of Jesus, we're lost. There was something very unique about the night when Jesus was born. It was more than a happy night, it was a holy night. And because of Jesus coming into your life, you're more than happy people, you're holy people. And the beauty of that is that you're set apart. You're set apart for his glory. You're set apart. You're unique to do great things for him. And we can't do that outside of Christ. And and there's someone in here, and you've been trying to do things in your own strength. You've been trying to live your life independently of God. Because you say, I want to be happy. I just want to be happy. But you'll never have the fullness of joy until you have Christ in your life. And that's when you will find what true happiness is all about. You see, happiness and joy walk hand in hand. Happiness happiness is a product of our circumstances and joy is a product from God. Are you with me? The second thing that's very important that will steal your, steal your joy, unhealthy expectations. Maybe you're here tonight, and, 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 and so we come, we come to church, and, and we sometimes put a church mask on, and so you're here, and some of you guys are, 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 are really here, excited, and some of you are here, eh, and, and so you may be here, and you're, and you're thinking about your life, and, and it's a great time for us to kind of take retrospect about our life, and, and so sometimes we have unhealthy expectations. Maybe you think, I haven't accomplished what I should have to this time in my life. We should remember that our, your accomplishments or your lack of accomplishments will not bring lasting joy, but the accomplishments of Jesus, will the accomplishments that you've had to this day, or the lack of accomplishments, will never bring fulfilled joy. And some of you are coming back from college. You're coming back from from uh, 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 different uh, 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 towns and cities, and you're coming to see family, and and, and so you've come and, and your life, you're going all kinds of things going on. I've got two sons that are going, they're going back to the university, and they're, they're beginning to move forward in, 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 in these areas. But the one thing that you'll find is that in, li- in this life, without Christ being at the center, doesn't matter all that you accomplish, you will not have true joy. Amen? You're always putting yourself up against someone, or someone's putting themselves up against And the fact is that before you did anything good or anything bragging about, Christ died for you. That baby that we celebrate came so that he could die for our failures and die for our mistakes. In fact, the Bible says God proves his love for us in this. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so you're here and the accomplishments, and let's even go another way. People around us have let us down. Maybe you're in here and people have let you down and so you've got, they stole your joy. But did you know that people are going to let you down? Because people are not Jesus. People are incapable of filling your life with a long-term joy because we all fall short of perfection. And if you're dreaming that one day you're going to have the perfect husband or you're going to have the perfect children or the perfect uh, uh, young adults, you're setting yourself up for failure. I proved that right with Shauna, my wife, that she didn't marry a perfect husband. But we also can prove that there's a perfect Savior that we both can seek together and we can find joy in him. The third thing that will steal your joy is leaning on the wrong things. The world has a way of knocking us to our knees. And we're, we get caught searching for something to lean on. In fact, you hear songs like, lean on me when you're not strong. I think it was like that. And I'll give you strength. So you can carry on. That's why I'm not on the praise team. But what I've noticed is that we look for things to lean on, and and, and we lean on these things, but they can deceive us. We can lean on the wrong things, like the three Ps. You can lean on people. You can lean on, I, I thought about this, you can lean on pills. And the reason I said pills is because... You see these commercials and they have these butterflies, you know, and, and this pill. And then at the end it says, but it caused depression, diarrhea, <laughs> dementia, delusions. <laughs> and you're like, that feels not that good. And then the, 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 the third P I thought about was, and the, the pills are not bad. There's some medication that's good for us, but, but we can't lean on it for joy, amen. And people are not bad, but, but they can't bring lasting joy. And, and then I thought about the other P. And in my, in my neighborhood, you know, across the tracks, Bisto, Bisto, Bisto. The reality is that it doesn't bring lasting joy. Amen? And then so there's a fourth P, politicians. And they'll tell you everything you want to hear. But the reality is that no one can bring the joy that God can bring through Jesus. In fact, God told Moses, no one will be able to defeat you all your life. Just as I was with Moses, I mean, uh, God told Joshua this, no one will be able to defeat you all of your life. And just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you. Or forget you. There's someone in here that you need to know that God is not going to leave you or forget you. He wants for you to lean on him. Jesus can hold you through the most difficult of times. You may not be happy, but you'll be joyful in Christ. I'm spending my first Christmas without my mama. I'm not happy, but Jesus is filling me with joy. The fourth thing is that we don't hold on to resentment. You see, there's someone in here, and, and your, your attitude, you're full of attitude, homeboy. You're, 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 full, you're full of i don't know why i said that but it sure felt good <laughs> you're you're full of we get full of ourselves and because resentment brings a lot of yucky stuff amen we're not meant to take things into our own hands not only does joy come from god so does justice We need to quit trying to take things into our own hands, and we need to give it to Jesus. The Bible says, don't take revenge, my dear friends. I love the way the Bible talks to us, and it's a love story. Don't take revenge into your own hands, my dear friends, but leave room for God. and For his wrath, for it is it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. You see, God understands that we are incapable of paying people back for their hurts that they've done to us. We're incapable. Christmas is a reminder of God caring so much that he sent his son to come and forgive us so that we can forgive others. If we don't forgive those who have hurt us, who have offended us, who have mistreated us, it will steal your joy. All of us have tried each of these four things in our lives as a source of trying to find true joy. I know I have. But you can't find God's joy in a place that is depleted of it. It's only found when Jesus is overflowing in you. Can, I, can we just bow our heads right now as we go to prayer? Tonight I believe that God brought you here to find joy in Jesus. It's the only place that you can find true joy. It can't happen until you invite Jesus into your heart. I want you to think about this. Your heart is where joy will live or die. Amen? Your heart is where love comes from. Your heart is where evil can come from but when Jesus is there you'll find true joy I want to help you to invite him there tonight with a prayer I believe with all of my heart that God brought you here so that he could feel you with joy. A simple prayer. Jesus, I open the doors of my heart and I invite you to come in. I give you complete control of my life. Lord, I need your help to follow you all the days, all the days of my life. Fill me with your joy. Fill me with your peace. And fill me with the true purpose of Christmas. tonight. Now, if you're here tonight and you prayed that prayer, just keep your heads bowed if you don't mind. If you prayed that prayer, just raise your hand and just say, That's me. I'm, I'm receiving Jesus. Amen. I see a lot of hands going up. Praise God. Amen. I see your hand back, back there. That's beautiful. Yeah. Right there on the side. Yes. Yes. I see your hand. And more importantly, God sees your hand. And there's someone here tonight. My heart, my spirit is just stirring right now. There's someone here tonight, and I don't know what's happened to you. I don't know why you've been hurt and you're bitter. And you're resentful. Somehow you've put up a front. Like if I don't care. But I know you do care. And God knows you care. And it doesn't have to be even right now. But it could be in this this weekend of, of Christmas. That you say, Lord... I need to know that you're real. Because he wants to show you. He wants to show you just how amazing he is. So if if that's for you tonight, just receive it and talk to God just like I'm talking to you. He wants to heal your relationships. You're pushing people away, you're pushing people that love you away. And the reason that I, that I can, can communicate that and, and just keep your heads above, the reason I can communicate that is because I have been able to be there for people that have been hurt in a lot of ways and so their heart gets hard and they don't receive the love that can heal them and that love comes from Jesus. So my prayer tonight is that you'll give Jesus a chance. change your life for the good forever. Amen. So we had about 10, 12 people that raised their hands to receive Jesus, and I think that is amazing. I think that's amazing. Because the Bible tells us that when someone comes to the Lord, that there's a party that goes on in heaven, and they I My translation says they do cumbias in heaven, but that might be off. The reality is there's a party going on because you came to Jesus Christ tonight, and so we're really excited about that. So we're going to go on and do the candlelight ceremony right
5: now. Before we proceed with the candlelight ceremony, I have... Four simple instructions just so we don't burn the place down, don't have the fire marshal come out. There's a drip protector on each candle. Please don't remove that. That's there for your safety so you don't spill wax on yourself or on your clothing. The second instruction is the elders are going to proceed up each aisle and they're going to light the candle of the person sitting closest to the aisle in each row. As they do, then I want you to light the candle of the person next to you and just going to continue in that process until every candle is lit. The third thing is I'm going to ask you to continue to hold your burning candle as we sing Silent Night. And then I will come back and I will instruct you when you can blow out your candle. There will be baskets provided by the doors that you can place your candle in as you exit. So now let's proceed. The Apostle John says that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all and that the light came into the world came into the world (laughs) and made his dwelling among us. Now everyone who has placed their trust in Jesus we have the light of God burning within us. In fact, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, that you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither does anyone light a candle and then place it under a bucket. Instead, they place the candle upon its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, Let your light shine before men so that others will see your good deeds and give praise to God. So as we continue with this ceremony, I want us to let the words of Jesus resonate in our hearts. Ponder them. Think about them. We are the light of the world. Don't let the enemy or any person snuff out that light. Also, don't try to hide your light from others by placing it under a bucket. But let your light shine brightly. Let that light of Jesus overflow from you so that others will see your good deeds and give glory to God. Take our offering now. If you're visiting with us, do not feel obligated to give. And everybody, if you want a chance to win one of those special gifts, make sure you fill out your connection card and put it in the offering plate. If you committed your life to Jesus tonight, would you please check this box, I have decided to follow Christ. Let us know and check that box. The band is going to play a song right now. And then Pastor James is going to come up and announce the winners of our gifts.